What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. For BL Light, we hope that your week is going well. And we're at this table once again. And we're going to be talking about some awesome stuff. And I'm going to let Amy explain the subject tonight. Yes. <laughs> I'm explaining it because they didn't quite understand what I was talking about, apparently. Um, I really wanted to talk about the supernatural power of God in our daily lives. And I think the way I was talking about it, it was like I was trying to explain, but I think I just made it more confusing. Like sometimes it's like, it makes sense in my head, so of course it's going to make sense to you. <laughs> like that, that never works. So um, I wanted to um, just kind of present the idea where, um, you know, we were giving testimony about how we are letting God work supernaturally in us and through us. Um, and this all kind of started, um, I'm going to, I would have talked about this um, in my Tuesday video a little bit, but um, John 3, I'm going back through the book of John and um, I love, love the book of John. Um, I think it's something that we kind of glaze over a little bit um, just because that's where a lot of the Bible stories from Sunday school come and everything, but um there's just so much power in what yeah. is said there because it's Jesus talking. And um, I wanted to specifically talk about John 3, um, starting in about verse 10, where Jesus is talking to a Pharisee who that was just a religious leader who knew the word back to front. But... Um, they were having this conversation about being born again, about being saved, yeah. you know, something that is, you know, that's, that's where it all starts. And Nicodemus was just kind of like, huh? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And, because uh, Jesus is talking about being born of the spirit, because when um, we ask God to forgive us when we accept Jesus as Lord of our life. We are dying to our old self, and we are becoming a new man. We're becoming what God intended for us to be, that created divine being in Christ. And um, that means that we're being born again of the Spirit. We have a new Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus. And um, Nicodemus, someone who knows the word back to front, didn't understand this because he knew the word, but he wasn't allowing the word to come in and supernaturally change him and affect him to where he was having um, these encounters with God. And it was changing who he was. And it was, he hadn't opened himself up to the possibility of that change. He yeah. was just like, it was just something that I read and I know and I teach. <laughs> So, um, starting in verse 10, um, Jesus replied when Nicodemus said, how are these things possible? He says, you are a respected Jewish teacher, yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, when we tell you what we know and have seen, yet you won't believe our testimony. Jesus is talking about how he is here representing the Father God here on earth in a way that we were able to accept him and understand um, because he came as a human. He came in a form that we would be able to understand. <clears throat> and um, 
he was saying, I'm here giving testimony about that. And um, he's saying, you won't, you won't believe me. Um, but if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe me if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man, Jesus, has come down from heaven. And when I read that, um, I guess it's been a little over a week. Um, when I read that again, because I'm going back to the book of John, um, it just, I don't know, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, in that remembering that being saved was this like supernatural experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I know at least I kind of forget that. Like, <laughs> I don't know about yeah. y'all, but like, um, cause it was nothing that I did. It was just, I heard that God loved me and that he wanted me to be free from sin. And the only way to do that was to accept this you know, loving sacrifice that Jesus made for me. And then all of a sudden, this change within me happens when I accept that and believe that. And that's the supernatural thing. And us walking out that salvation is where we are allowing the supernatural to come into our lives. So I guess I really wanted to just um, open it up for discussion about how we have in the past and especially, more importantly, I think how we are now um, walking out and allowing God to work supernaturally in our lives. And um, I know I've talked about some of my own experience, and we can come back to me, but now that I've kind of laid out <laughs> what I wanted you know, us to talk about, um, what is something that comes to y'all's minds in thinking about how God has supernaturally worked in your life. <laughs> well, um, for me, it's been kind of all the time, you know, when you really look at it. Um, he opened up the job that I'm at currently, like it was, and moved things where I could be the head director. That was all God setting those things up. Um, Him moving in our relationship and getting us to the point where we're following him now because a lot of people, when they get in a relationship and they were where we were at, where we were at, um, they don't get to this point. (laughs) You know, it usually falls apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's God, you know, working through our lives to do those things, not, you know, pinning any roses on us, but it just doesn't really happen. Well, um, it's like, I think that might be one of the things I want to talk about. Cause it's like the only things that really got us through. And I know we've talked about this, but it's just like, we're still so amazed by it. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, we were messed up. Y'all <laughs> like we were oh, yeah. so messed up. And I mean, and I think, like just in the everyday practical things of learning to love like God, like that is a supernatural oh, yeah. thing where he just changes who we are. I know we were talking about this and Judah mentioned, um, you know, God building character in mm-hmm. us. And that 
that is a supernatural thing because it's changing who you are as a person, but it's, yes. it's changing you, who you are to who you're supposed to be. To to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's getting rid of the things that really are not meant to be there. I think, and I know everybody's heard this. It's just like, well, that's just the way that he's made and that's just who he is. Yeah, and it's just like, so shut up. True. Like, <laughs> shut up. Well, it's, you know, the saying, well, they're only human. Oh yeah, (laughs) they're only demonic. Yeah, (laughs) and you know what? That happened to me last week. I did something at work that was just—I'm not proud of it. It was stupid, and I mean, it wasn't anything like I did did something like illegal or something like that. But I mean, it was still—I sinned. I did something that I should not have done, and um. The woman I work with, she's a really sweet lady. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> um, you know, she was like, you know, hun, you're only human. Mm. And like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I screwed up. Like, <laughs> I messed up. And, you know, I, I took that to God. And it was just like, it was just me doing something that was selfish. And it would take way too long to explain what it was. Um, but... Just so no, like I'm not perfect. We're not perfect, but we're walking out that salvation. It is building that character in us, and that is a supernatural thing. It's not a normal thing. That's God doing His work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's allowing God to really come in your life and show up and show out. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's like even thought processes, changing mm-hmm. thought processes primarily is so yeah. difficult. It's a very large thing. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, you're enough. Like when, if you've ever been addicted to something, if you've ever, you know, done things that you shouldn't and like your, your flesh is like, Oh, you should do that again, man. That was so fun. You like, it's that you have to take that and really give it to God every time it comes up. And it, it, you know, it's the devil trying to get you to stumble. But when you, you're like, Jesus, you're enough. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah. He said, Jesus, I can't do anything. <laughs> like, it just walks away, you know. But it's changing those thought processes. And that is God. Like, yes. That yeah. is not us. Like, we don't have the power, but through him, it's possible to do that. And yeah. that, that's one of the biggest things, like, for me, it has been changing those thought processes because... I was very bitter. Like I was not a, I was not a good person before I got saved. I was just, you know, everybody be like, oh, well, you know, he's fun to be around. He's funny and all, all that. But I'm like, I'll bite your head off. I'll gut you with a rock. Like I said that no telling how many times, you know, I'd gut somebody with a rock if wow. I could. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, where's he my, wouldn't say that. I was like, where's my rock? I'd be like, because that. that was just. My yeah. mindset and everything, but see, you did used to say that, and when you like, I totally forgot about that because you are that different. Yeah, yeah. it is night and day, and I, I think people, yes, God is a miracle working God. Like there is no doubt about it. Like Thursday night, we went to the Victory Tour with Bethel in Mobile, and I walked in with like the start of an ear infection, mm-hmm. like, and my ears are very, like very sensitive and everything. And they just, they're my job essentially. And I was like, Oh man, I can't go through this again. Cause I literally spent pretty much a year with like my right ear yeah. being infected the whole time. Couldn't even hear out of it. Um, I was like, 
you know, God, I know I'm healed. Friday morning, after just being in the presence and, like, worshiping and, like, giving some stuff up, woke up, ear was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That's God. That's God, you know. And it's just it's not just one example. It's God cannot be put in a box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people are like, oh, well, we can define it. No, you can't. His ways are not our ways. He has mysteries. Mm-hmm. And our job is to try to find them out. Yeah. It's to search it out and build that relationship with him. And that's... Like, it's a miracle to have, like, the instantaneous thing, but it's also a miracle to become the changed person Mm. that looks like Jesus. That's a big part of, I mean, that's a big part of the supernatural process. Anytime I have, you know, in my years, went away and came back to the Lord back and forth, the first things he works on, he's not like, hey, let's go find some people to heal and all these things. And he's like, hey... Watch what you say. Yeah. Mm, Watch what yeah. you think about. And like, and then you come to the, a point where you do something wrong and you don't get condemned for it. You get conviction because he reveals, he's like, hey, this is who you are. Yeah. And you, you didn't act according to that. And it's like a father saying, hey, you're worth a million dollars and you just acted about $2. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm worth so much more. And he, then he begins to teach you that character. Um, and I think that's very supernatural to have that happen to where you go from the point of you're first saved and you're like, okay, I know not to do this. And you're like, you know, just doing all these other, other things. And then like you, you get in that forgiveness cycle yeah. to where you get to the place where it's no longer like, oh, I sinned and it was bad. You're like, this isn't even my character. This yeah. isn't even actually of the nature that I was born of. That's why we, that's why all of us get irked when we hear, oh, you're only human. Cause inside we go, no, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus himself yeah. said, aren't ye gods? And he was quoting the old Testament at that. And so like inside it irks us when we hear that because God is in us saying, you're a son <laughs> of God. Mm-hmm. You're not merely human. And I've called you to a standard of my image. And yeah. that's what, that's what's supernatural about this. And what's, uh, about the verse that she was mentioning where Nicodemus didn't understand a spiritual aspect. Jesus actually was coming for mature people. Mm. He said, I come that you'd be on fire. <laughs> Nevertheless, you aren't, but here yet I'm here. Yeah. He came for a people who are matured and ready for a Messiah, not people who needed a baby still. That's why he was like, how do you, a teacher of the law, not understand these basic principles? If I tell you of an earthly thing, how can you understand heavenly things then if you can't understand this basic principle? But I think even in that conversation, like he was still willing to ask the questions and have mm-hmm. that conversation and try to open himself up to what Jesus was talking yeah. about. Cause mm-hmm. I know he tells him, he's like, I know you're a good teacher because of the things that you do. It wasn't just the concepts mm-hmm. that he taught. It was that he was walking out what he was teaching. Yes. And that really spoke to him because it was totally different from his environment where it was just teaching. Yeah. Um, and I think, it was like that that was what spoke so loud to him and it was like you are clearly a good teacher like teach me something yeah so i mean he was still willing to ask the question and that even just that curiosity um because it's like i see that you're living differently and i've seen that you are you know walking out this you know life that you talk about um you're doing the real thing yeah yeah and i want to be a part of that and that's that's how we're supposed to be you know yeah, and I think, you know, talking about that, like, Jesus wants that relationship. Like, with him and Nicodemus, 
he valued him as a person. Like he didn't like, well, you don't know anything. So I'm going to tell you. And I, I've had those conversations where I've talked to people and it's like, I feel like I know more than you. And like, it's something that I've had to really check about myself. There'll be somebody will be talking about something they're going through Mm -hmm. or something they experienced. And then it'll be like, well, yeah, I experienced the same thing. And like, I, you know, it's, we have to be careful of being yes. competitive because Jesus clearly here, <laughs> even in our own faults, <laughs> you know, Jesus here clearly superior because he's the son of God yeah. wanted to have a conversation and a relationship with Nicodemus mm-hmm. and treated him as an equal. Yeah. yeah. And that's such a big thing that the church has for so long struggled with that that we don't treat people equally because, oh, well, you're a baby Christian. You don't understand anything. You haven't yeah, really seen God. Or, uh, you know, well, you, you really don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's, yeah. it's treating people the way they want to be treated with a trophy in their hand. Mm-hmm. And meeting people where they're at. Yeah, yeah, because you're all, all filled with the same Holy Spirit. You, yeah. know, you don't get a certain level of Holy Spirit at salvation. Mm-hmm. And he can reveal in three minutes what they've tried to learn in 30 years. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, you know. There's no junior Holy and Spirit. And that's what I think, you know, it comes back to you see, you see Nicodemus speaking to Jesus saying, because, you know, he was living, he was speak, teaching it and living it. At the same time, and I think that's what shows a true Christian. Even uh, in in Acts, it was Acts or in the Gospels, it says, um, "You shall know they're my disciples, my disciplined believers, yeah. by the, how they love one another." Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're mature in Christ, you don't self seek; mm. you look outside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna jump in here for a second. Because it ties in. Um, I listen to Jordan Peterson on occasion. And one of the things that uh, he said is that he's learned over time that everyone has valuable stuff inside of them to say. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Now, I'm not quoting him right now, but I'm paraphrasing the meaning. You can have (laughs) Bill Gates and you can have some 18-year-old kid. And obviously Gates is way more learned and way more skilled and way more developed but that 18-year-old kid has experiences that Bill Gates does not have. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you don't treat other people with respect, you can't receive from them. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> this is totally random, but we were actually we were watching Doctor Who a while back. And mm. sometimes, um, sometimes what we would consider secular things actually say things that are more... Um, yeah loving and Christ-like than uh, what we would hear maybe at church. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were, I can't remember the episode, but... Um, with the fish? I, I can't remember. I think it might have been, but um, he was talking to, like, the villain in the episode, and um, he was like... Uh, I think I think it was yeah. the episode, but it was... Um, value, like... <clears throat> the value of humanity is not based on like how successful we are, like, you know, commercially, like, um, or, you know, any other way, like to be able to say that like humanity is successful in moving forward and progressing is based on how they value a human life. Mm -hmm. And like when I heard that, it was just like, wow, (laughs) it's so true. Like, and I know right now, 
um, a very pertinent topic is um, the laws being passed about abortion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge comment on how we value human life. And I know people have different perspectives on that. And it's like, oh, you're getting political. You're talking about political things. But um, yes, it is being dealt with in our political laws. But, um, you know, that is a human life that God planned for, even Mm if, you know, the mother and the father didn't plan for it. Um, You know, God will use the most unexpected ways to bring life into the world. I mean, Jesus Christ himself came from that situation, an unplanned pregnancy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, so I... Anyway, just in the way that we value human life, that that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. about how we love and how we are progressing as a society. And I think there's such a um, kind of messed up way that we're looking at how we value human life. Yeah. No, go ahead. One thing that I'm I'm seeing, (laughs) because it's it's interesting that we made the subject supernatural – the power of God, but it seems to all be resonating in all of our hearts um, about the very character of a Christian, hmm. the very character of a person. And I find that very interesting because I believe that is, and as we've stated, is the supernatural power of God. And it's hmm. extremely important to him yeah. because he came, he even said, he's like, I did not come into this world to judge this world, you know, but I came that by, by it. By me, it might be saved. The world might be saved, and then you see you see what happens with the the body uh, of believers as they come together. They all gave of themselves, and they there was no, anyone who lacked was given to. They all equaled the playing field within themselves. and And he said, "You'll know they're my disciples by their love for one another." And you begin to see that it's more than. And I quote this from probably quotes this verse every video we do because it's really important. You know, those people are going to come and say, I healed the sick, I raised the dead, I did all these things in your name, but I never, he's going to say, get away from your worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And if we, if we would actually realize that Christianity is not about the supernatural moments, but the supernatural family that needs mm. to be gathered up, the supernatural, that, his, that the harvest is not the miracle that you'll see, but the salvation is the greatest miracle, that it's the greatest supernatural power of God, because it said, he, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. So the very fact that what we're given is a message of reconciliation, that trumps all of the things. Everything else is a dinner bell to salvation. Your mm. miracles, the Lord providing for you, all these things are, 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 are to entice you yeah. to that fullness of the salvation that you experience on the cross. Because it means saved, healed, delivered, made whole. And a lot of us aren't experiencing that, but it's because mm. we're so self-seeking. And you can see in, in Adam when he when they first sinned, he instead of saying "Lord, I did it," he said "The woman you gave me." And then she said "The snake made me." Yeah. And you see Ananias and Sapphira; they're like, "Oh, we want to save face. We want to look good." We're gonna say we sell it for this much, but we're gonna keep this much. And they come before, and the Holy Holy Spirit through Peter was like. Who do you think you're tricking? He's like, don't you know that you could have said you sold it for this amount and kept that amount and then given just that? You didn't have to save face. And they died right there. I don't know if the Lord still does that, but he just wanted to make it serious that you don't got to 
save face and it's about the character of a man yeah. and not about what you can do. You can even, and then we go to first Corinthians 13. He says, I can heal the, I can have all mysteries. I can speak all languages. I can raise the dead. I can give myself to be burned. But if I have not love, yeah. if I have not these things, and he explained the character of, well, if I don't have this character within me, it's for nothing. And so I think it's, you know, I love how the Lord fuses a subject together to reveal his heart intention on something about, you know, he wants people of substance and not people who are just, you know, thrill seekers. Yeah. Yeah. I just remembered you kept referencing um, that uh, we will experience unity and showing love. Mm -hmm. I just remembered where that was. It's one of my favorite parts of John. It's mm-hmm. in chapter 17, and it's actually in the prayer that Jesus prays yes, before 17. he goes to the cross. And he's actually praying for us before he's about to die for mm-hmm. us. I love it so much. Um, this is starting in verse uh, 22. I've given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. Uh, him talking about him and the Father. I am in them, talking about us, and you are in me. <coughs> May may they experience perfect such perfect unity yeah. that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Come on! <clears throat> um, wow! Yeah, that's big. Uh, I just I was like I know where that is. I know where that is, and then it, it clicked, and I was like, "Duh, am <laughs> um, But I think let's bounce off of that, and um, I think. Try to talk about some practical ways that we are kind of walking out that supernatural love, mm-hmm. um, that selfless love that demonstrates that supernatural power of God. Okay. I think um, for me and dealing with kids all day is it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's love. Um, Amen. But I think one of the things that I've been – trying to get better about is not assuming what someone is thinking. Come on. Um, That's really big. Yeah. Because when we do that, we project our own, um, our own thoughts about the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, What we would, if we were in that situation, what we would think. And nine times out of 10, it usually is wrong. (laughs) because they think differently and you know you can read the room you can see body language and all of that but you know i I remember this was about a month ago i chewed a kid out in front of the whole band because i thought he was smarting off because i was like trying to tell them something but it looked like he was like saying something under his breath totally wasn't he was just like stretching his neck or whatever, but it looked like he was kind of like, you know, doing whatever. Wow. And like, I was like, you got something to say? And like, I did like, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> you know, but the kid didn't even like, he wasn't even meaning that he wasn't yeah. meaning any offense, but I took it as an offense because uh-huh. I read the situation the wrong way. So instead of jumping to the, to those conclusions mm-hmm. and thinking the worst of someone, thinking of it as they need love yeah, and trying to love. And sometimes it's harder than others. Yeah. Um, But 
us going in that situation with love in our hearts mm-hmm. and trying it might take a little bit more but trying really hard to do that will not only make our days better but it will actually improve their day because yeah. you yeah. never know what is going on with somebody come on that's and good. they we are supposed to be Christ like that's mm-hmm. what christians mean little christians or little, yeah, Christ. little christ um so if we're like Oh, you know, just blasting people left and right. It's like, well, that's a Christian? Man, I don't want to be a Christian. They're a bunch of jerks. You know what I mean? But, you know, and if you make a mistake, you need to own up to it. Come on, that's that, really important. Yeah. Because that kid, like, I brought him in my office later that day, and I apologized. Yes. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I misread the situation. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I was, because I, I was, you know, kind of freaking out because I was like, man, I just like land blasted. Like I, I didn't really hold anything back. It was just like, <laughs> like oh, I just man. like infinity gauntlet just snapped <laughs> on him. I was so, going to say force choke, but yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a big thing for me yeah. that I've been working on. I don't know if I'm answering Amy's question, but I wanted to talk a minute ago and I didn't get it out. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I find it really interesting that we are coming in here and talking about all of the practical character aspects of being Christ-like. That mm-hmm. is, that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're at. But as we're sitting here, I was thinking, we are created in the image mm-hmm. of God and the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. And our souls being saved, our mind, wills, and emotions, that is God one piece by piece aligning him with who he created us to be, which is his image. So to behave like God is to be God-like. Come on. Mm-hmm. So that behavior is supernatural in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, again, it is a miracle for someone to behave like God. It's like on the way over here to Pensacola earlier today, I was uh, listening to the radio and these missionaries had gone into some country and the village they went into was extremely violent. And apparently only three of the men in the village had never murdered somebody. (laughs) (laughs) That's how violent these people were, but they were kind to them, even though they were so brutish and so brutal and they shared Christ and everyone in the village got saved. Wow. And the missionaries were blown away. And what the, what these tribesmen said was that you could have told us whatever you wanted after the way you treated us, we would have believed you. Wow. Wow. It's beautiful. I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, and there's a, as far as practical, so just talking from personal experience, um, what I've had to learn from myself is it's illegal for me to examine myself. It's illegal for me to, like, in order for me to change, I can't try to change. And let me explain that. I can't nitpick at every little thing I do. I have to keep my face and my mind and my thoughts so focused on him and who he says I am 
that that in turn changes my character. Because when I'm focused inward trying to correct something, I have no ability to love because my eyes are focused on correction. And so when someone speaks to me, I come from a mindset of correction and I lash out at them because I'm introspective. But if we realize we're made of a new nature, blameless, no condemnation, we rest in that, there's no nitpicking needed. Because we have the one who prunes us. He prunes us. He yes. chastens us. He's the father. He does these things. So then we can always look and owe no one but to love. And yeah. what I've learned, and you know, they can teach this in psychology classes and all this stuff, but it's really the truth. When, when someone lashes out at you, it's typically, I want to say almost 100% of the time, something they're dealing with inwardly. Yeah. It might not be that exact same thing, but they're negative towards themselves, so they lash out negative. They're angry towards themselves, so they lash out. They're just tired, so they lash out because you're getting on their last nerve, and they just want to have some time for themselves, whatever it may be. So when you get the beauty of realizing that every time someone lashes out, the, the devil reveals his hand in their life, mm-hmm. that you begin to go, oh, man, I can pray for them in that, and you don't take things personal anymore, that you'll actually, and this is a funny thing, You'll get more people to blow up on you then, to be honest. I've had, because once I realized this, more people started blowing up on me. Either that or I became more aware of it. But I became more aware of it to then be like, oh, Lord. And I would, the Lord would give me a word for them right then. Or I'd go pray for them. Or I would just be so loving to them that they'd immediately apologize. Mm-hmm. They'd immediately go, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, I know exactly why you did that. I know exactly why you lashed out at me. I'm the perfect person to yell at. And I would just be so joyful. They're like, this is weird. But I would be so excited because I'm like, this is working. And I'm like, you did this because of this. And the Lord, I'm like, oh, and like, how did you know that? And I'm like, oh. And so it gives you a chance to just freak out and go, oh, my God, I got a word of knowledge, whatever it is, you know. And, and then, like. Every aspect, because what the beautiful mindset of heaven is that there's no devil behind a bush anymore. There's the Lord. When you see, oh, I'm freaking out because this is all blowing up in my head. Um, The Lord, when they said, is it his sin or his parents' sin that made him blind? And Jesus said, it's for the glory of God. Just think about that mindset. You know, he wasn't saying God made him blind, but he's saying he sure is about to fix him. <laughs> so when you see, and now you get these mindsets, what, what the devil meant for evil, the Lord turns for good. So that everything you see of evil, you can now see as an opportunity to be changed yes. to good. You can be the agent of God to change evil to good in the earth. Yes. You can loose what's already loosed in heaven into earth. And so the way we do this is get our eyes off of ourselves. Because you're dead, liken yourself. Paul said, liken yourself, make up in your mind, reason among yourself that you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. So make that decision that you are so dead to the ability to be offended, so dead to the ability to be angry, to be wrath, all these things. You can actually lay them off and you're so alive to be at peace. You're so alive to be at joy. And when you realize and meditate on these good things, you'll manifest them on the outside because your inside will be, you'll be in line. You'll realize, man, this is who I am and you can't help but manifest it on the outside. That's good. good. Yeah, man. Um, What you were saying was just in line with what I was thinking a few minutes ago. Um, Sin consciousness versus righteous consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, So the law was brought about that we might be conscious of our sin. Mm -hmm. But staring at our sin does not transform us. What transforms us is being mindful of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the... the, uh 
Uh, I talked about this Friday, but they gave he gave the law that sin might become utterly sinful. He gave the prophets that they might know there's a savior from themselves coming. And so that's the important thing. They look to the law, realize they need a savior, focus on that coming. And he said, like I said before, oh, I wish that you were on fire. What the law was supposed to make them realize, I can't do this. The prophets were supposed to make them realize there's one coming. And oh, oh, that day, you know, heaven was saying in Isaiah, it said, oh, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's like this is the day like of expectancy. All of heaven was waiting. You know, people say the world was made that Christ could be born. And that's a beautiful statement. Um, just had a thought. We're talking about God's supernatural power. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit yes. living within us. Mm-hmm. And that is quintessential Jesus living inside of us. Yes. And with the Holy Spirit, we have a best friend. Mm-hmm. We have all the gifts of the Spirit, which are just his characteristics. Come on. Mm-hmm. And we have dominion and power. Yes. Life and death in the tongue. All we have to do is just kind of like, all right, Holy Spirit, take control and just do it. <laughs> do it. And whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you, do it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and if and I know that sound that's way easier said than done. <laughs> like because it's like I, I, I don't know if that's it. It's like yeah, yes, that that is it. Um, we just you know it's it's giving going past this. Come on, and going with what is deep within us because when we've been born again. That it it's like okay the light switches on yep okay we're open for business let's do this <laughs> and we've got to be willing to get out of the way yeah. to let God shine through <clears throat> us because yeah. it's all for the glory of the kingdom it's not for yeah. our personal glory and we have, that's one thing that we as Christians have to be very careful of mm-hmm. is not to bring glory to ourselves because yes. if that's what we're doing it goes back to you know raising the dead Come killing on. the sick yep. prophesying all of that. When you get up to the gates, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know who you are. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, the, there are people that have fallen into that. Yes. You know, look at Solomon. Why is mm-hmm. this man that ever lived? The end of all of his stuff, mm-hmm. he fell. Yeah. You know, look at Saul. He was chosen to be the king. Yeah. And he had torments, and he went after mm-hmm. David. Look at even David. You know, like yeah. there's so many different things. We have to always be putting it back to God. What What do you want me yes. to do? And if we're doing that, then we're not going to let ourselves get in the way for him. Yeah. So that brings me back to my question. <laughs> <laughs> how are we practically, how are we living that out? And I'm I'm sitting here trying to think of examples that I can share that aren't um, because there's some things where there's other people's personal business <coughs> that are involved, and I just can't share mm-hmm. that. But um, I know Zach mentioned work, and mm-hmm. I work with kids as well, and <clears throat> I understand where that's coming from because I work with the kids that are labeled like the problem <laughs> kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and I have had moments where it's like. You know, it is the kid that normally gets into trouble. And then there's that one instance where it wasn't their fault. And, you know, if I make that assumption, it's like, 
Miss Herbie, I didn't, I didn't do it this time. <laughs> it's just, and and I have to apologize yeah. if I accuse yeah. them of something because it's like I have to come at it where I'm looking at them with the gold in their hands, despite whatever yeah. track record they've mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. because I have to believe that they can change, and yeah. I have seen change in some of my kids, and it's just God working that, that supernatural power, but. Um, I think something that recently happened, um, it happened at work, but it had nothing to do with the kids. Um, that was kind of, it kind of took me back because I just wasn't expecting it. Um, the other day, um, I was sitting there minding my own business, <laughs> doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the teachers that I work with, um, she was talking about her daughter and how... Um, her daughter who um from the conversation that I had with her like she's a Christian and um she has a friend who has kind of distanced herself recently um this is a high school kid and um she was just sharing with another teacher I work with um that uh you know, her daughter is like, she feels like she's losing friends. And apparently this friend, um, she, I believe it was a she, um, is, has chosen a lifestyle and to enter a relationship with another girl. And um, she's like, I don't know how I feel about this. And apparently like the girl is even like changing her physical appearance as well mm. to be more masculine. She was up till midnight talking with her daughter and she's like, you know, I feel like I've lost a friend and it's, it wasn't even coming from a place of like judgment or anything. It was just like this friend has distanced herself because yeah. she's, um, you know, getting involved in this relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, even changing. <coughs> it seems like her personality and her, you know, changing mm-hmm. herself to fit yeah. the relationship. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was not a part of the conversation at all. And then all of a sudden I hear Amy, I know that like you're a believer. She was like, can you give me some perspective on this? Oh. And was asking for my advice. And I was just like, um, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, and I know like, you know, I was a music major in the art world. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, I think it can kind of become like a joke where it's like, you know, free lifestyle and, you know, live how you want and, you know, you be you boo, (laughs) like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that as an artist, you know, it's kind of like this freedom to freedom to live however you want but it's actually opening yourself up to confusion and and that was kind of what was you know happening with this girl and she was like it was like I know that my daughter doesn't agree with that and it's just like you know she didn't know what to say to her kid I mean her kid is their heartbroken and it's like I need help I need help you know how to give my daughter you know advice about how to do this and it was like well I know for myself, like, um, I've had a lot of friends that, um, are gay 
lesbian, you know, whatever they want to associate with. And when I made this change in my life, I know one of my close friends, um, <coughs> there was a, there was a choir concert that we were at <laughs> and um, we were in choir together and he made this joke that um, I don't remember what the joke was, but it wasn't something appropriate. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you. You holy now. And like I was like, yeah, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he's still someone that I talk with and that I love. But I think um, just from my lifestyle change, like, um, I mean, I was like the life of the party. Amy was the drink mixer. She knew like, I mean. Yeah, Uh, I know, like, I'm just being real. I'm being real, like, um, and, like, it was, and whenever I, like, gave my life to Christ, it was, like, that was something that I depended on to, um, I, I had a dependent relationship on that. And it wasn't like I was addicted to it, but it just wasn't a healthy thing for me. It was something I would turn to rather than turning to God. I threw everything out. Mm. I threw, I threw everything out. And mm. when I told my friends that, they were just like, "You <laughs> did that!" <laughs> like, and they were just shocked. But my my point in being that it was just like that life's like, it was like I just I love Jesus and I'm going after this, yeah. and I don't need that anymore. And it was just like, like God loves you, and it was just like. And and I get that that makes people uncomfortable because it's, you know, it makes them look at, at themselves. But yeah. it's it's like what you were saying, Judah. It's mm-hmm. not coming from a place of, you know, this introspective self-condemnation thing. Yeah. It's to bring you into, um, you know, a new and redeemed life. Yeah. And um, going back to this conversation, you know, I was just like, you know, just tell your daughter to to love them. Yes. And because, and we kind of got into like the conversation of, um, like being transgender, which that's something that kind of has been on my heart because I think that's, um, something that is really controversial. Like, um, people, you know, having operations for, um, you know, literal sex change, gender Mm -hmm. change. And it's like, how can you come back for that? (laughs) But you know what, as we're moving forward, like God, it's, you know, the Bible says like they will create new ways to sin, but we're also going into a deeper grace. Mm -hmm. And I believe that even that can be redeemed. I don't care what you say. Like that's, I want, I want to touch on, on that point. I think it's actually important that we, um, um, you know, we can't be scared to talk about subjects. Yeah. You know, it doesn't care if they're hot button subjects. Um, one way, so you said it, you, they went into a host, the tribe you mentioned, they went to a hostile, angry tribe that kills people. We might not have people killing people. There's people killing people in America, but you know what I'm saying? Not just killing them for their opinions or things like that. Uh, that we kill with their words. Yeah. And, or yeah. We, as Americans, we stop just by the scare of their might say something mean. Oh, yeah. But, but, as they went in with love, the intention of love, these tribesmen said, you could have told us whatever. We would have believed you after the way you treated us. Oh, man, we would have believed it. You know, they probably didn't say it just like that. But, you know what I'm saying? They would have believed anything. But um, the way we need to approach people who are in sin is not, hey, this is sin. Come out of it. 
Yeah. We need to approach them saying, hey, here's your value. Yeah. Here's how much I adore you. Even if we don't even bring up Christ, they already know we're a Christian. The second you say you're a Christian, they, they, you got, they got you marked. Yep. But that's why they look and how much you they value you. I have a cousin who's in that lifestyle, and I, I struggled with that for a little bit, but the Lord recently started talking to me, and he's like, hey, just love her. Yeah. Get your mind off that when this is going to change or that's going to change. Love her. And I already know there's a change, but I'm not doing it just for the change. I'm doing it because I want to value her and I want to see the value of God. And that's actually, I think is really important. This is, I believe this is from the Lord. If you want to handle someone who's in sin in your life, show them something else. Come on. Show them something yeah. other than their sin life. Yeah. yeah. That's what God did when he brought them out of Egypt. He showed them another life. Yes, did they whine for Egypt, but he continued to show them another life, show him his provision, his love, his life to them. Yeah. And that's what he continues to do, even to me. And I've been saved for 10 plus years. And there's areas I still fall in, but he no longer, even just recently, he said, yeah, you, you did this. <coughs> but this is who you are. Yeah. You're righteous, so continue in this way. Don't continue in this just because you made this. So with these people who are in different lifestyles, whatever, that's they have the right to. They have the right to live how they want to. Yeah. And we have the right to love them. Yeah. And owe them nothing but love and allow God to draw all men into himself. We're given the message of reconciliation, not the message of fix yourself. We're given the message of you've been chosen. Come on. Yeah. And that's our message. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. Man, I love you. The way, way things should happen is when lives are compl- uh, per- when they proclaim their lifestyle, we proclaim our life source. We proclaim Christ and him crucified. We don't proclaim it in a pretentious way, but we don't change when they bring up a lifestyle that's the opposite to ours. We treat them as if they're already saved because they have been. It says that if one has died, all have died. If we were all included with Adam without doing anything, we're all included with Christ. They might not know it yet, but they're dead on that cross and they've been raised to life with God and they need to be reconciled to that mindset that that is who they are. This is the supernatural power of God, what Christ has done, and it is Christ alone that can save these people. But it is not Christ preached merely from words, but it is actions that need to be shown to the people who are around you, that if we would actually care about these people, if we would actually love them and not try for salvation, but be salvation, be the place they can come to rest to, they'll come to salvation on their own. If they would know that there's someone who actually cares about them past what they've proclaimed, they would change their mind in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've had this happen where I just love people. They come to the decision on their own. I'm telling you, they need to see another life. They need to see that someone actually loves them no matter what they choose to do. Because most don't even have parents who are supposed to do that. Most don't have that family bond. And they need that. You need to be their family. Love them past what you see. See them as God sees them. See them as Christ crucified. See them as full of the life of God. My my pastor, she had one of her sons who wasn't following God and she just didn't know what to do. She began to imagine him with his hands lifted in church. 
And you think this story is like in a week later, he was seven years. I think she said it was years of her imagining and cultivating her heart towards her son mm. that one day he was in church with his hands lifted. He's saved now. His wife is saved. They're saved because she cultivated the image of God wow. for him in her own yes. heart and wow. became the vessel for life to come to him. And there's another from her. So they had a, they had a, 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 a come on brain. Uh, a son-in-law who was an atheist and they didn't preach to him. They didn't do anything. They literally just had God conversations in front of him and treated him like family. And then one day they found him reading his Bible and he's like, it, it wasn't y'all didn't preach to me. Y'all just treated me like normal family. Yeah. Why wouldn't I, you know, mm. and it, but it, it, both of these situations took time. We need to get out of the cookie cutter, the, the, the easy bake oven, the quick acting, the, none of that stuff works. There mm. are times of instant and in season, but even Jesus walked with men for three and a half years and, and invested himself in him. And even when he died, he looked so unsuccessful by man's eyes, but heaven, he conquered, he conquered and he came back. And even the man who went away from him, he came to him and he didn't, he didn't address his sin. He said, do you love love me Come for the on, same man. amount of times you deny me you do you love me well lord i love you as much as i can because he said i phileo you i love you as a brother but god was saying do you agape me do you love yeah. me with every being that you are with the purest of love and he said lord i can only love you like this and he said tend after my sheep and he said now do you agape me lord i can only love you so far tend after my sheep lord he's like well can you love me here then and he said, Lord, that's as much as I can give. And he said, you tend after my sheep. And you know that Peter continued to go on. And he didn't say, Peter, so you denied me. And you're never actually going to become anything. He then he said, no, love me here. Love me where you're at. And I'm going to make you the man that walks after that. If we would actually walk with that mindset, we wouldn't be so worried about our family members who aren't saved. We would know that we can love them and truly love them, knowing that it's God who brings the increase. He says one man plants and one man waters, but it's the Lord that brings the increase. And we need to know this, guys. There are no hot button situations in heaven. There is Christ in him crucified. There is Christ in him raised from the dead. That is the hot button issue on your mind. And you need to bring that reality to the forefront of your mind to see people save. That is the only way we're going to see people saved is with Christ and him preached. That is the only way that people are going to come to know him. It is not through your programs. It is not through all these side things and all these psychological things we try to do. We must know that it is Christ and him crucified. It is the only power to see anyone changed and his love will manifest through us and draw and appetize and make people so like drawn and hungry for that. I'm, I'm, I've seen it nonstop in my life. Even after just one session of talking with someone and saying, actually, I know you just said all these things, but this is actually who I see you as. I know you might not see yourself as this. And I begin to explain what comes out of my heart. And they're like, no one's ever spoken to me like that. No one's actually cared for me. I had one guy. I asked to pray for him. He looked at me crazy. He's like, no one's actually ever asked to pray for me. How many Christians go past that man? And all you're going to say is, hey, can I pray for you? I didn't pray some fancy prayer. I just said, hey, hand be healed in Jesus' name and moved on with my life. I didn't think much of it. But I'm telling, I, don't, I just, God's powerful. 
And we need to know that there's nothing past Christ. There's no will to explain past Christ. He is the mystery revealed. He is the answer to all your problems. He is the practical and the impractical. He is the, 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 the basic and the most wise. He is everything you need. And if you would wake up and realize that you are inhabited with the Godhead, and that he actually wants to talk to people. He actually wants. He wants to love them more than you can. And everything you do is only a reaction to what he does anyways. So if mm-hmm. we realize that we can get out of the way and let him start acting through us. That Jesus, even himself in the garden, he said, Lord, not my will, but yours. Yeah. So you're able to see that Jesus himself had a will. Mm. Because he was a man. But he said, not my will. Yeah. And he didn't pray this once and he, oh, I'm okay. He literally was praying this to the point of travailing to where he needed to this. I don't think it was just that he was scared, but he knew that there was this will that was trying to rise up in him and that this last action needed to happen. Wow. So he travailed within himself to know that this is not the will that we are going with. Lord, if there's anything else, Lord, if there can be, but I am not going to choose my will. So wow. we, if we realize that, that even Christ himself, he travailed in that moment to choose the true nature of God, that we can do that in ourselves. We can choose to go, this is not who I am. I am not self-seeking. But I want their, what's your love for them? That's what I tell everyone to pray. I say, don't pray, Lord, how can you change them? Lord, what's your heart for this person? Yeah. What, do you, what are you saying about them? And he actually will begin to cultivate his mindset for that person to where you won't even see their sin anymore because you'll see their value so shouting from who they are that you'll begin to speak that into their life, even if it's not directly to them. But you'll begin to pray as an ambassador and a priest of God to see their lives changed. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's uh, almost an hour episode, yeah. everybody. So uh, God's good. Yes. Yeah. God is all powerful. Um, uh. If you don't know something, if you have no way of knowing or something looks impossible, give it to God. Yes. Give it to God because all things are possible through him. Yeah. And I, I think that's a huge thing. Yes. All right. There you go. Episode whatever <laughs> number. About four? Uh, no, it was 11, 12, 13. This is like 14, I think. Uh, something like that. Uh, do you want to pray tonight? Sure. Okay. Yes. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that your word inspires change and that you came and you lived it out, this example for us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would search our hearts and you would know us and that you would show us how we need to allow you to work your supernatural power in our lives. And Lord, I pray that anyone who has not experienced the supernatural power of the saving grace of Jesus, I pray that right now you would speak to their hearts and I pray that they would just look to you and ask for forgiveness and make them make you Lord of their life. And I pray that for us who are walking out our salvation now, I pray that 
more and more we would be renewed in our minds, that we remember that we have the renewed spirit of Christ, that we do not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of self-discipline to remind ourselves that you are always there and that your power is what is the overcoming power in our lives. And I pray that... (coughs) That the signs and wonders would follow us because we believe. I thank you, Lord, that this supernatural power is going to be manifested even more in our lives, in the people watching, in the people that are going to be watching the show, and all the lives that we interact with and affect in our daily lives. I thank you, God, for your love. Because this supernatural power is all just based in love. And I thank you for that overwhelming love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. There you have it, guys. Awesome episode. Make sure you like it. You share it. Like, hey, you need to hear this. Like, hey. (laughs) Just run out. Just like, hey. Listen to this. Just find random people. Yeah. Like, you've got a friends list. Yes. They bomb them. They they need it. With this video. Okay. They don't, don't bomb them. Like, don't be like, have like a bomb and like put be a like. Share it with, <laughs> let's challenge everybody to share it with your whole friends list. Yes. Share it with everybody. Uh, if you like podcasts, we've got a podcast version of the show as well. So don't let that deter you from being a part of it and everything. If you've got prayer requests, if you've got questions, you can either DM us in Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at be a light show at gmail.com. We love to get questions. We'd love to get prayer requests. We'd love to intercede with everybody and just be a part of everyday life. Um, And we've got posts that are coming out every day from all of us, uh, from, uh, Shad's blogs, which are just fire, fire, uh, mm-hmm. till to Amy's um, videos that she's been doing with praise and worship. Yeah, and, my Tuesday mm-hmm. ones are now. I decided to call it from the heart with Amy. Oh, I like that. And we'll then Thursdays graphic. are like worship talk. There you go. So there you go. Uh, awesome videos with her to whatever I decide to do on my days. And then <laughs> Judah's live stream. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. Which was great. So we've got a lot of awesome things available for you every day. So you can get some Jesus because everybody needs everybody needs that little booster shot. You know, I remember being a kid like, oh, you got to go in and go get your booster shot. And it's like, well, every day you're getting your booster shot of Jesus. <laughs> so. <laughs> weird. <laughs> a little, I, little, little side note, maybe we can get like flash grenades that have be a light on them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It's good advertising. Okay. <laughs> All right. There we have it, everybody. Make sure you share it. Make sure you like it. And we'll see you next week. This has been Zach. Amy. Shad. And Judah. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. Goodbye.